brewing. Welcome to Rebel FM episode 80. <laughs> Arthur almost wanted to stop me, but I didn't let him. I was trying to think of something stupid because it's episode 80. Shouldn't well, we have like, accomplished. bells going off or something? Whoop, Arthur's whoop, immediate whoop, inclination was to run for the space bar button. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to think Aegos. It's our 80th episode. We've made it this far. With me awesome. is Arthur Geese. We've actually recorded way more than 80 podcasts. Well, okay, 80 sure. numbered episodes. We're at like 118 or 120. Oh, we already passed episode 100. There was no bells and whistles then. <laughs> uh, there's also Tyler Barber. Put it in the pizza. And Mash Angene. <laughs> Sorry. You laugh Stuck like Dr. Hibbert on The Simpsons. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to lighten, lighten the mood. I want, I want to get a laugh out of you, Arthur. We're going to get one yet. There's Penis. no laughter left in Arthur Town this week. Um, Penis. Uh, so we played usually video games, laugh. and that's what we usually start off talking about, ostensibly. Um, Should I kick it off with yes, the negativity? It. Get it get it out, Arthur. I mean, do you, you don't have to talk about it. Honestly, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. That's true. I kind of feel like I have to, because I only played that in one of the <laughs> I'm saying, I'm presenting with the option to no longer speak about it if you're tired of... This will probably so. just be the last well, time I speak about, about it. Well, let's talk about it, because I've played it, too. Yeah, and I, I want to hear what you two have to say. I, I so think it'll be cathartic. The it that we were referring to is Medal of Honor um, for Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. Yeah. And I actually played all three versions. Hmm. Well, like almost to completion. Wow. Um, so one would say that your perspective on this game is thorough. Uh, that was the hope. Because I knew after I played through a big chunk of it that I was going to need to. Uh, back myself up as much as possible uh medal of honor is not good medal of honor is mm. in point of fact often bad and sometimes good you're just saying that because activision didn't pay you enough money it's true i've gone on at length on this podcast about how much i love modern warfare too yep i would love to say though that, that it's so ridiculous the idea that people get honestly like no one comes to us and says our jobs are in jeopardy if we don't give a certain score because the company's not going to get advertising or something, we never hear what's going on there. Like Arthur and I had no clue that the day his review went up, there was, the site was going to be painted with Medal Honor. Like we didn't know that; it just was. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised either. But we don't know what ad campaigns are coming down I don't, the pipe. I don't know if we talked about it on be. the show, but we've talked about Medal of Honor before at work, and whether we knew that whether or not it was good. It was going to be marketed into at least a million sales. Yeah, I mean like, that's. I'm just saying that, that you can't escape. We have no connection to marketing as far as what's coming. No, and we're definitely not getting personal money for writing reviews. Or else Arthur and I wouldn't live in a kind of crappy apartment in Oakland. I like, like our apartment. I don't think. Well, I like our apartment too. But I'm saying if we were getting Except paid to do reviews, properly. we would. I would have a motorcycle, or we would. <laughs> like, I would. I would suspect. I would expect to see money bags, and I don't see any money bags in your apartment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, originally the plan on Tuesday after the review went up, uh, and the comments began to roll in, was to go outside and find a sports car with Scott and pose in front of it with a thumbs up. Ah, uh, <laughs> there you go. Like right. an Activision logo on my T-shirt or something, but uh, he got sick, so that didn't happen. Um, I mean, Arthur would not have one pair of shoes. If if he, we were getting paid dry reviews, I don't mean to derail your plan, but I actually have several pairs of shoes. Well, you only have one pair that you wear. You have two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have I have 
shoes that I just don't wear very often. Well, ours there's like Doug Funny where they all look the same. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. Wearing. Shut up. Different. Either way, either way. <laughs> let's, the break, let's, I will go and get my other Let's get to the of meat shoes. of the argument. Yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah. some of the people might might not even know. There's a big controversy because. Well, let me say one other it. thing. Like people, I've noticed people complaining that we talk about comments about our reviews. Mm. Um, I would just like to, if you had to hazard a guess as to how many comments a the Medal of Honor review on well, IGN got, they they say that we. What get would you ha- What would you hazard? Fourteen. I'd say hundred and forty. Is that how many it's up to right now? It was earlier. Wow. 1,440 comments. I was going to guess like a maximum of six or 700. There are actually so many comments on the Medal of Honor review that it broke IGN this morning. See, what I'm saying is we, we sometimes seem like we're getting defensive. Sometimes it's not defensive as much as we just get appalled by dumb people. When you have 700 people calling you a cock-sucking douchebag, yeah. it can affect you a little bit. <laughs> got the or, or at least to the point where you want to address it. Right, sure where I feel that. compelled yeah. to respond in yeah. some form. See, I just they clearly they're not listening to because way, way more people read that review than will ever listen to this podcast. I mean, I just, I just try not to read the comments anymore. I try yeah. too. I actually haven't read the Medal of Honor uh, comments. Well, after. Once it gets over a thousand, that's just a daunting <laughs> at this point. It's like who wants to? There are kind of a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, when it's forty, you're like, oh, that's manageable. But that's, like, I'm wondering, like, you know. The, which version did you play, Tyler? Like Xbox or PS? I played it on the Xbox 360. Did you play Debug or Retail? I played a Debug kit. And you played it all the way through. I played it all the way through, and I played multiplayer. For so, like eight so hours. would you agree with Arthur's overall assessment that it's you know, I, I, slightly above mediocre? I would give it a six point five. If you were maybe working. a seven, if I was feeling good. Right. If you were feeling, if you were having a bad day, though. Yeah. <laughs> five that fucker. Yeah, but to- I mean, I I re- I really agree. You know, I read Arthur's review. I th- I think the biggest point of difference that he and I might have is are just like little things. Like I've like I like we talked. Like I chatted to you the other day. I was like, does the sprint button do anything in single player? Like Sometimes. I feel like it doesn't. Like your running speed is no different from your walking. I think speed. the sprint you run a little faster. Like so you might not I, notice considering like, how often it shows I, the little can't run icon in the lower left yeah, corner because I mean, it's busy loading or running a scripted sequence. I feel like uh, there's an obvious problem in the sense that like there are people that have an outright love for all things Call of Duty and will defend it irrationally. But then there are the people that hate it irrationally. And those, I feel like, are the people that are complaining that you made any comparisons because they want so bad to have something that they can point at Call of Duty and be like, fuck you. Right. And, yes. and they didn't have that. Point, right. Well, yeah. no. Here's the thing. They got that this year already. Because right? Bad Company 2 is a better game than Modern Warfare exactly. 2 in but they literally every way. Yep. They wanted this to be. Yeah, I... So, to break it down, my problems with Medal of Honor are, are wide and varied, and PP is being pretty adorable right now. I well, Medal like of so. Honor's fugly. Uh, it it doesn't look very good at night. It during the day it can actually look really good. I saw um, a couple totally. There are moments where the lighting is pretty pretty incredible. They mm. do like we we said specifically. They do like sunrise particularly right. well and, and sunset. It, mm-hmm. It's in scenery that you don't really see in mm-hmm. war games very often because it's very clearly identifiable as Afghanistan, and everyone wants to stay away from that. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's the most aggressively funneled shooting experience I think I've had, maybe ever. 
Really? Like I can't think of a shooter that's more even going back to like this. Medal of Honor's like one and two and Call of Duty one and two. <laughs> oh, those were well, those I, were pretty I, fun. I actually played a, a little bit of Medal of Honor Frontline hmm. uh, because it's packaged in with the PS3 version of Medal of Honor, mm-hmm. and you could run a pretty wide swath of beach at the beginning, and I didn't yeah. get much further than that because that game has not aged well, and they didn't do much with the port. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely much more reined in. Then Call of Duty 2, then Call of Duty... Maybe Call of Duty 3, actually, is the last first-person shooter I played that was even remotely as reined in as this is. Hmm. Like, in in a Call of Duty 3, it felt a lot of times like you were running through a hedge maze where the hedges were only three feet tall, but you couldn't jump over them. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was before they had the jumps super common. <laughs> um, but, you know, Call of Duty 3 was a technically superior game. At least it wasn't broken in places. Right. Um, that's another thing, is that Medal of Honor is has some very serious technical issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily with scripting. Yeah. Um, where things are scripted to happen. I mean, we see this in a lot of Unreal Engine games, actually. Like, Gears of War wasn't immune to it, neither was Gears of War 2 by any stretch. Like, there are definitely parts playing those games where we're like, uh, nothing's happening. Yeah, and that happened, that and that didn't happen to me uh, too much in Enslaved. For me in Enslaved, it was mostly audio bugs that I was running into. In the I know that uh, Patrick Klepek actually pinged me over Twitter about an enslaved problem he yeah. couldn't solve, and then it turned out that the game had just bugged out. Right. Which cost him an hour of game. Actually, that happened to me on a boss battle in Enslaved. It was where uh, the section where you're supposed to drop these fuel tanks so that you can attack the boss. Right, the and, rhino. Yeah, the rhino, and it totally bugged out to where like it thought one of the fuel tanks were already dropped. I mean, so yeah, yeah. Unreal Engine games seem to have a lot of scripting problems. I mean, I, I just feel like the more stuff you throw on, the more chance there is the scripting is going to go wrong. But anyway... Yeah, it's true. Uh, there were... It's just filled with invisible walls. Like, not just in, like, level design, but just in random spots. It's like they want to be absolutely sure that you can't do anything to break the game. Mm. It's like it's held together by invisible duct tape. <laughs> and you can't... If you push against it, it could crumble. Yeah. Um, the game has a certain lack of polish just from looking at it, too. It's just like... A lot of things that other games do to balance it out, like there, I saw Will doing a part, our, our one of our coworkers, where he was shooting a machine gun off of a truck. And for instance, like every game has figured out that like to make machine gun parts fun and stuff, maybe you should make barrels overheat or something like that. Right. And this to. one's just like the infinite trigger, man. Mm. Hold it down. I think there is a part where that barrel will overheat. Is okay. it the one on the side of the helicopter? No, it's in a jeep. Oh. And he was just sitting there firing it for days. He's like, oh, oh, this shit, I can just never let go. I think that runs out of ammo, and then you have to reload it. Okay. Uh, because it's a handheld machine gun. But it doesn't change the fact that that whole part is super boring. Like, it's just... Mm. It's like you're on the Indiana Jones ride mm-hmm. at Disneyland, except mm-hmm. it's in Afghanistan. And you're watching Jones American soldiers get killed. Which is actually right. which is actually really... Uh, that's that's just a big bummer. Because, I mean, you ha- we have such improvements in vehicle sequences. Like, I always go... The one that is... Uh, Ultimate, in my opinion, these days is the one from Uncharted. You know, where he's jumping from truck to truck and stuff like that. I actually Granted, thought that whole part was awful in Uncharted. I loved it. It was. I mean, so it's good. fun to look at, but from a gameplay perspective, it's repetitive and monotonous. Oh, and you have, it was great. It was it's so trial thrilling. by death. I, I, mm, 
I feel I that's knew, a bad example of a vehicle which section. Which are you talking about? I feel it's mm-hmm. a good example of a vehicle section. It's like towards the end where you're with Elena, right? I yeah. also like the vehicle part in Resident Evil 5. Uh, even a right, bad, those actually work okay. Even Bad Company 2's vehicle sections were a lot of fun. Cause bad it was Com- just, oh, yeah, Bad Company 2. They usually gave you a grenade launcher, and it was like the win button. They could yeah. be fun. Uh, it didn't start out so good. The first vehicle section in Bad Company 2 was a real whore. Mm. Uh, the helicopter that's chasing you through the tunnel and shit that can just oh, kill yeah. you mm-hmm. and make you start all the way at the beginning of that <laughs> yeah, section. Yeah, I didn't like that either. It's true. Bad Company 2 had some bad checkpoints here and there. Yeah, it did. Um, had some really bad checkpoints. This also has some bad checkpoints, which means if a mm. scripting bug comes up and makes you do a part of the game, you're going to be doing a long part so over it's again. double frustrating. Quite a bit of which will likely be a scripted moment that you can't speed up. Mm. Uh, and it sucks waiting. And I would say at least a good third of that game is spent waiting for stuff to happen. Um, wow. Do you feel like like uh, when I watch it, I'm still confused as to what it is exactly. Are you like a special forces? Are you doing like special play, forces type missions, or is it still like Call of Duty where it's like ah, big old push, crazy run guns? You play a few different roles. Um, primarily, I mean, it's like half rangers, half special operations, and there are two kind of special operations personnel. There's uh, some Navy SEALs and there are tier one operators, which they've been pushing. Yeah, like which are sort of. The way they made it sound, they're unofficial people that are pulled back from non-active duty to to do things that no one get, will ever talk about. Um, and the SEALs are more official, and the Rangers are elite, but still enlisted, right. I think. Mm-hmm. Grunts. So not they quite, kept, yeah, they, not kept, grunt, they kept well, talking about grunts. these Tier 1 operators, and they released those Tier 1 videos right. and stuff like that. And like, So did you ever get a sense when you were playing this game, Arthur or Tyler, that like you were this kind of tier that this was like the Never. focus of a mission no it's no different than Never. any other shooter that's what i was wondering before. i was wondering is it like you're, nothing i always wondered if the game was going to be like super focused like small little pitched no like, like it special seems like battles. The, the authenticity that the they quote unquote pushed into the game was actually just well we animated this scripted takedown to be how they would take somebody down or like the way they right. clear a room that they're not actually clearing because again it's all scripted right um you're not really getting an idea. You're just like, all right, we'll shoot these guys. Now shoot these guys. Uh, try to be quiet here. If you don't, well, the game's going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> there's there's one really weird decision that they made in the single player. And, and this is my takeaway from it. Oh, you mean the game it. on Lincoln Park? Uh, <laughs> my, my takeaway from it, the whole package, was how different the multiplayer and single player games were. I mean, mm. they're just, it's night and day. They're two different games. Well, yeah, completely. they are literally two different games. They are two different. Um, like, like on the debug, a and B. the debug mm. version of the game, I could have literally installed just the multiplayer and played it. So and not the single player. One thing they do in single player that they don't do in multiplayer is if you're sprinting and like... It, it has this like stick to cover thing. Did you notice that in single player or multiplayer? Yeah, in well, there's player. a slide. It, yeah, it's a slide. Uh, if you're it's running and you hit the B button, then you'll slide into cover, or you'll just slide into more ground. Yeah, and 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 just the way I play shooters a lot, like you know, I I I go into the crouch position often, you right. know, like for, for for the best Not aim. Not that you particularly just... need to. In right, yeah, it's like oh my god, the uh, the. Uh, aim assist in this game. It is, it is the most aggressive aim assist uh, yeah. through the left trigger that I think I've ever seen. <laughs> really? Um, and the whole game, it just it holds your hand. It's like oh, they, wanted to be as ma- they wanted to be as mass market as possible. Yeah, I think you mentioned that last week, how you said it was like... That seems to be EA's philosophy with a lot of games lately. But uh, Kind of, yeah. Um, and there's a logic to that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I totally get that. I just... 
I don't understand who... Like, I feel like anyone playing this that wasn't a hardcore gamer would just get bored. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there's there's one standout moment in the whole game, and we both agreed on it. Well, it's the moment where uh, you're in the uh, the Shycott, at the foothills of the Shycott Mountains, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. And you're a ranger uh, team that's been sent in to clear these villages. Uh, and you get to this village, and all of a sudden there's this sort of ambush from the entire valley around you. And you run to this hut, and this hut is slowly being destroyed as all these guys just keep coming, and you're running out of ammo, and it doesn't seem like backup is going to come. And there's a point where you hear everybody say, we're fucked. And not in the, like, the we're doomed hicks from aliens kind of way, but in the, like, well, we're screwed. We're well and truly screwed. Just like, kind of like that moment in Black Hawk Down where the two uh, Delta Force guys realize that they're going to their deaths to try to save that pilot Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like that and it's one of the only effective moments of the game um and it has a a great denouement um or it it has a great climax (laughs) (laughs) sorry i shouldn't be i'm too pretentious it's yeah and it was but but even though that was such a great moment, it totally like sheds a light on everything that's wrong with this game. Because it's like, so aggressively scripted. Because I've di- I died a couple times and it played out the exact same way. Right, and and, and not only time. that, but like, why is this the only place in the whole game that has destructible environments? Right. Well, there are a couple the, of other places. There was one in that other level, section where, like, where you're supposed to suppress the machine gun. Yeah, and then and then that too. Like, why didn't they? Like, just think if they would have fleshed out some of these things more. I mean, like, the, the whole machine gun suppression, that was one time right. you did that once. Like, why couldn't that, you know, that would I have mean, made the or, or trying to, to take alternate routes to a target to try to flank around enemies, you, you never will. Mm-mm. Because wow. there is yeah. always an invisible barrier to keep you from going anywhere but straight forward into them. Which is sort of the opposite of military tactics. Right. So, um, I mean, if you're trying to feel like an authentic military shooter... Flanking should be a big part of your game design, your level design. This not only doesn't feel current by the standards of the shooters of the last three years, it feels like a huge step backwards from Medal Mm -hmm. of Honor Airborne. I was going to say, I mean, even Brothers in Arms, those games are old, and those games were all about flanking. Brothers in Arms was 2008. I'm saying, I'm saying... Oh, the Ubisoft, the ones on the last gen. Yeah. Yeah, Brothers in Arms have been... I really like the Brothers in Arms games because it was like, set up the suppressing fire, flank with these guys, you know, like... That was a more right. close, uh, closely authentic military experience. I kind of exactly. feel like the the level design and game design of Medal of Honor Airborne would fit the Medal of Honor reboot more than what they did, wow. which is basically to set it backwards and say, "Man, that Call of Duty shit sure is popular. Let's f- fucking do that." That's true, and, and you're right. In Airborne, it was just like you got dropped. You into picked an, an insertion point, like mm-hmm. you navigated to an insertion point. Right. You picked your loadout. I never played Airborne. Airborne was fun. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was. That it was, was another. Good. If you don't got anything else, play it. Mm-hmm. I actually considered playing it again last um, night during my grand. What are some? I'm gonna play some of these games that I compared it to over again just to make sure that I was totally on the level and that didn't go the way I intended it to. But. So single player is <laughs> kind of you know, but the multiplayer sounds like that's kind of what saved it in a lot of ways. Well, for the you. multiplayer keeps it from being a total schmushmorshin. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the multiplayer, from what I heard you say about it, is like it's fun, but why would you play that when there's other things? Right, so it's Battlefield Bad Company 2, except you kill things faster and there are no classes. So you see, this, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, 
I agree. Yeah, the multiplayer it's just passable, and I, and I also wonder how what? successful would it have been as sort of a 1943 sort of thing, well, like funny, just downloadable. The funny thing is, mechanically speaking, it still feels awesome. Like it feels yeah. like Bad Company Two, except faster. Right, and See, I can now, get now, behind th- that. This is one area where you and I disagree. Like I completely think this is a hundred percent dice trying to do Call of Duty. Oh, I, I agree. 100%. As far I think as, like, it's the Dice it being feels, told to do Call of yeah. Duty. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty insane, but but even still... More specifically, one, it feels like Dice was given about eight months to come up with a separate multiplayer game. Right. And you it know, shows. And, and well, you know, one, one, one thing you and I also agreed on was how the map sizes, like a lot of the game types are restricted to certain map sizes. And so that just like, there's a kind of a lot, a lot of awkward playlisting. Right. And you're also like already, I'm like, I've gone to a few forums and I'm seeing people bitch about how everyone is a fucking sniper because the maps are set up in such a way that you have very few options as to Mm -hmm. where you're going to go. Yeah. Um, and really the way that bad company Two played, that was important that the maps have options. Well, and go ahead, sorry. No, go. I mean, I was going to say dice is like notoriously bad for balancing anything at the, right off the bat. Either if they're not going to support it, it's going to. Yeah. I feel like Bad Company Two was light years ahead. Yeah, of, right. But I'm and saying, I, but even still, they still support that no, you, with yeah, constant patch. You got a point. Right. Like they kept the, rebalancing stuff. Yeah. The thing is, like the the three classes help me out. It's um, there's like infantry, spec ops, and quote unquote it's assault, sniper. spec ops, and and sniper. But sniper, like here you go. Here, basically, all the sniper rifles work like bolt-action rifles, and they're Which all is, semi-automatic. Don't get me wrong; it's fun to use. It's fun to use, like you, but it's like it's it's like it's a little gun. overpowered, though. <laughs> yeah. um, it's so it's so easy. I mean, compared to like sniping and Bad Company, where you actually have to like think about bullet bother. travel, distance. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love sniping in Bad Company too because it's such a skill-based activity. Mm-hmm. Like people bitch about, oh, well, they just cheese and recon. I'm. It's more mortars that I hate about recon in, in Bad Company too, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but sniping actually takes some skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the maps in Medal of Honor aren't big enough for no. bullet drag to be much of an issue. I, mm. No, I, I don't think there's a single map big enough that like would require so snipers. Is it, so is it one of those multiplayer games where you play the sniper and you just use the sniper like an assault rifle? I you can. I think you have yeah. to be more careful than an assault rifle person does in close but you are not just going to be caught with your dick in your hand if you run up on somebody like 15 feet away that's got an assault rifle as they turn the corner you can take aim and shoot them in a couple times in the chest and still have a chance right uh unlike bad company 2 or modern warfare 2 where if you have a sniper rifle it takes a good second or so to get a bead with the uh the iron sights and that's enough time to get killed yeah 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 and maybe that's something they need to change. Maybe they need to change it so that it takes much longer to go into and out of scope. Mm. Um, maybe they just need to not bother and let it die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, EA... <sighs> well, like Arthur said at the beginning of this podcast, though, they're going to advertise themselves into a, a you know a million sales. Medal of Honor is like the game that lost, mu- lost at musical chairs. Like <laughs> EA was playing the we're pushing a bunch of our stuff back to next year mu- music, and Crisis found a seat. And Dead Space 2 found a seat a while back and never got up. And the only person left standing was Medal of Honor. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, oh, guess you're, going, you're coming out. Yeah, well, they have to compete against Call of Duty. I mean, right. they have to I have think, something. coming out after it would be more detrimental. Yeah, big yeah, time. it would have been. And I just... 
it's astounding that the game is in as rough a shape as it is and that it's as short as it is given that they didn't do multiplayer like danger close formerly ela didn't do any multiplayer and i understand that they've done a lot of games several of which have been canceled in the last three years including mm-hmm. a that command and conquer game yeah uh mm-hmm. command and conquer tiberium, tiberium dawn yeah. or whatever yeah. it's tiberium Command and Conquer Tiberium, which was supposed to be huge, but got canceled. Uh, they did Command and Conquer that one. Four. Uh, I mean, they've done stuff that that came out and got canceled, but they've had three years to do a game that's. It right. took me about six hours, but I I think that I don't know. I just sometimes I like to take a slower pace through games. It's like they've had three hours, but I wonder three years. I wonder how much of that they actually spent on Medal of Honor. And how if it wasn't just like the last year? I it, yeah. the indications I'd heard was that they'd spent most of it, like wow. at least a good chunk of EALA management. Because you've seen the EALA campus; it's, it's huge. huge. They have a ton of people there. Jeez, and their particle effects, like all the explosions in Medal oh. of Honor, they're so bad. It's dude, they're like last gen. This oh, is a situation where bad. PC owners get to feel super superior because. I had very few of the stability issues on PC that I had on console. Mm. Um, there were some funny glitches, mm-hmm. like when one of my guys in a scripted sequence walked off the edge of a building onto the ground, and I walked off too soon after him and ended up riding around on his head for two minutes. <laughs> That's the shit I'm talking about. Every time I've watched the game, there's always like some sequence. Some janky shows, piece of it shit. It shows like a genuine lack of polish. Like there was like another part where, like, for instance, like anytime you go up to a high ledge, you always have to be boosted. But your guys don't like right. they can always just climb up. But then, like when they climb up, it's just little things like the fact that when they climb up, their knees and feet go through the earth, right? And they or they'll be like stuff. hovering above like, the ground. Exactly, it's just all those things add up though. Eventually, yeah. You know? Well, and, and like the clipping issues like that is the kind of thing that you expect again from a game that would be five or six years old. That's when games used to do that kind of stuff, right? I wish that's when games used to do that kind of stuff. We see that stuff all the time <laughs> from bad. Well, games. you know what I mean when you're talking when you're talking about like. What's supposed to be a triple A top tier title, a tier one title, as it were. I mean, it's just funny to me that yeah. we say that, and it's true. But Modern Warfare is based on tech that is fucking ten years old. Yeah, but it's not ten year old tech. Based on, but it is rooted in ten year old technology, right? But I it's mean, it's all smoke and mirrors. But the smoke and mirrors is so well executed that yeah. no one notices that you're playing fucking Quake Three, right? Um. Because you are playing Quake 3. Closing comments. And we'll put this bitch to rest. <laughs> Not worth your money. I wanted it to be better. I wanted the multiplayer to be better. <laughs> but Activision... I mean, I'm all for more, more online shooters that I'm good at. And I am good at Medal of Honor Online, at least in the events that I've played. Yeah. Just like I'm good at Bad Company 2. Like, I went straight from Bad Company 2 into Medal of Honor. I was like, alright, I'm murdering fools. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and just tonally, it's a little disturbing, too. Like, I didn't mention it much in my review, but, like, it's weird. It's weird watching scripted death sequences of American soldiers and something that's supposed to have happened or be emulating something that's happening. It's too weird soon. blowing the arm off of an Afghanistan... Off an Afghani, like, mm-hmm. whether they're Al-Qaeda or not. Like, it's mm-hmm. weird blowing their leg off or their, watching their head splatter and seeing the little headshot icon on the bottom of the fucking screen it's all i I thought that to me those things were more offensive the little icon their their icon treatments because they had this thing where they tried to that i thought was kind of nice like most of the hud goes away if there's no action and i think that's a really nice touch agreed Mm -hmm. but then 
every one of your squad mates, you know, you know, like in Halo when you're has co-op, a thing above their head. it has a little thing over your head that says who it is. All of their icons are fucking huge. <laughs> so it's like, what's the point? And then you yeah. got tier one mode, which is like, oh, here's your time attack in the Afghan desert. Um, it's just, they don't, they talked about authenticity and they talked about respect. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't hate Linkin Park. Like, dude, listen to Linkin Park. Like, I own a couple Linkin Park CDs. Their first two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what movie Linkin Park belongs in? Transformers. Right. <laughs> you know what movie Linkin Park didn't belong in? Anything like trying to approximate the tone of fucking Black Hawk Down. Right. <laughs> and that's what we got. And it's just, I've brought it up and it seems like a small thing, but it's just well, so indicative to of the way fair, that they treated the I subject I imagine many matter. of our men and women in service are Lincoln Park fans. And right, probably but, that's it. probably true. But you know? yeah. if one of their buddies died and on a screwed mission, right, like would yeah. they want to blast some fucking Lincoln Park over well, six screens right. of very boilerplate, yeah. we love our troops and their sacrifice text? But, mm. but, but, but it wasn't until you, you read a little message, right? After you, you, got, you got a little nice message about the... Yeah, it's just it's not it's not a good game. They wanted it to be Call of Duty, kind of, mm-hmm. but couldn't pull it off. They wanted it to be Call of Duty edgier because it took place in a real, in a real battlefield, situation. which seems to me like they should have taken, you know, if they should have taken the opportunity to push it more in that direction to be, you know, to make it slower, to make it more methodical, right, to, and to make it more culturally aware. You know, right. to be something that like it doesn't necessarily have to be a commentary on whether what's happening in Afghanistan is good or bad. It just needs to be something that's like yeah, here's what I, the situation is, but even and leave the, the player to judge for themselves at the end of the game. But even putting the Taliban in the game, they had to backpedal on. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you in know, the multiplayer, just, they did. You sure shit yeah. shoot yeah. and deal with Taliban all the time in the single player, and in none of that is going to matter. Right. Like none of that is going to matter because no. you're still shooting brown people in turbans <laughs> right. and fucking like ethnic Afghani garb in places in Afghanistan. And you know, like for in me, Kabul like, or Kandahar. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was another thing. Like at least they named them real places. Like right, but naming you know, them real places that. says, "Hey, here, shoot the not Afghani's and the not <laughs> Taliban, right. or get shot by the not Taliban." Well, and then they the the weird thing is is that. Uh, well, it's not weird. I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, when you play like a World War II game or when you play a modern warfare game that's set in a fictitious situation, even though they use real things like the Russians are attacking, you know, and we're on American soil like in Call of Duty. Or when you play a World War II game, the thing is, is that there there is a, a real distance there between the player and the actual events. You know, you're not dealing with people that are still alive and dying right now and it was a much easier conflict to digest i mean just like we haven't seen very many vietnam games right but i mean even if you play a vietnam game there's a distance there and it's a real distance it's not just in people's heads i kind of wonder i'll be honest i'm gonna wonder how people take black ops because really that shit brings back world at war's gore model Uh, and you're shooting a bunch of vietnamese people and big parts of it and yeah. I'm kind of wondering how that's going to be taken. Yeah. See, I'm on the side that, like, I think, like, Six Days in Fallujah, like, I, I would welcome stuff like that. Like, I'm not saying they would do it right. <laughs> I'm saying that they could even mess it up horribly and embarrassingly, but I think it's important to do those things. I, I think it can be done. It's all how you do it. Well, it's, it's just like, well, I mean, it's video games, they're like any other any other art form, you mm-hmm. know? It's like... 
there are ways to tell stories that deal with current events mm. that are both respectful and entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on whose hands they're in. And it, totally. it, it kind of disappoints me when a game like Medal of Honor comes out and it gets close or it, it seems like it's trying to go there but doesn't actually mm-hmm. make it. You know, it's like I would have loved if like when when you guys were done with Medal of Honor, you told me that like, man, it was it was like taking part in Hurt Locker or something like that. Me too, you know? because I had to spend a lot of fucking time playing that game and writing that review. <laughs> yeah. Three times, essentially, I played that game. <laughs> right. See, it's, it's funny because... Uh, you know, it's like when we talk about gore and stuff and how that can be really bad. It's If a game was, like, super respectful about the h- horrific nature of what's going on, mm-hmm. I feel like you could still do gore in a way that isn't, like, fuck yeah. If there's yeah. someone that could do gore in a way that's, like, that is horrible. I mean, right. I, you know, one thing I always wonder, like, when you kill people in these shooters, like, wh- why when you drop some fools they aren't, like, writhing on the ground, moaning and... And you know, uh, I mean, because I'm world at war again. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I haven't and you want to know what happens? Uh-huh. It's fucking disturbing. It is. <laughs> I oh, remember. Man. I don't war, care yeah. if it's a Nazi watching well, someone s- scream and drag themselves yeah, along the and, ground. And, and then, then of course, and, arms also did that and then of course, b- b- because it's a video That's game, right. you also like run into the problem of like that just sort of being done too much. It's like really hard to balance that. Like, okay, make sure the dudes when they die I, they don't writhe around I don't, so I don't, much I mean I imagine like, that it probably it didn't really happen that much more than it might on a real battlefield but right. it was still super disturbing yeah and sometimes it's really weird in Medal of Honor but meanwhile uh, let's talk about something else uh, I played some Super Meat Boy sweet I, I don't what? think Super Meat Boy can be discussed I think until the 19th oh it's not out yet no, I thought it was out this week. It's on the. It's out the twentieth. Actually, yeah, I don't think it can be discussed till the nineteenth. Um, I liked me some Super Meat Boy so far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been. I think a lot of people are going to like themselves some Super Meat. Sure, Boy. I'm sure yeah, you're talking preview, but I, I know that I know that reviews and and stuff are embargoed till the right. Like Monday. But, but we I'm can say people are going to like it. Re- well, no, I'm really digging Super Meat Boy. I think that you should play the demo before you buy Super Meat Boy. So that you know what you're getting into. Well, it's it's like Explosion Man, but even harder. It seems like. This kind of. Uh, yeah, I think Super Meat Boy controls better than Explosion. Be Man. you therefore perfect is like the motto of that game. You better be perfect, and you will, or else you will not succeed. But when you succeed, it seems like it's really gratifying. Right. But anyway, I guess we can talk more about it when we're allowed to. Oh. And I also played a little more Dead Rising two yesterday. And I saw uh, a tweet from uh, Ryan at Giant Bomb. Right. Yeah. I saw that tweet, too. <laughs> I know his pain, if not quite that same circumstance, yeah. where he had eight survivors with him and stumbled into... Oh, he, one he, had, of them, he, he had three or four survivors. He said like he, had he was, eight. Did he really have eight? Because there's a fucking achievement to have eight oh, with you and rescue right. them at the same time. And so he was he was about to save them all. He had dodged a whole bunch of zombies. He dodged a psychopath and was almost back, and then got killed by a defector. Right? Yeah, one of them got too hurt and defected and killed him. Right. Um, I've not had any more defectors since the beginning of the game, but I could understand how that would happen. <laughs> Something I, I figured out yesterday that I didn't know is that you can hand them food and they will eat it oh. and get life back. Nice. Uh, which was That's a godsend. His situation yeah, really. seems pretty extreme, too, since he was yeah. going for that achievement. Right, but that, I yeah. mean, just that that can happen to you, that it's so arbitrary about just popping shit up on you. Like, I think 
I more than once I've just walked inadvertently into a psycho and just gotten aced. I just think it's mm. dumb that you can hurt the survivors. Like that. I mean, that's seems... sort of the point that you can that Chuck can hurt them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like when there's zombies around them, you're like, "Don't worry, I'll save you." Wham! You just like nail them with your well, baseball the, bat. The, the no, what's stupid aren't... is that when you swing the baseball bat, it fucking does like this giant arc behind you as right. well as in front of you. Well, no, it's just that like the the controls in this game aren't precise enough to keep you from hurting people. Right. That, that you don't want to hurt. Right. So, yeah, that that sh- was a bad design decision, in my opinion. Um, also, man, for Canadians, they sure have that Japanese design aesthetic down. <laughs> like, when you get knocked down by anything, how you're fucking waiting forever to get back up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, your penalty for getting knocked down in the first place, Gaijin. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun at times with that game. Uh, it's super addictive, just the cycle of fitting in new missions in between... Uh, assignment times and the assignments are generally good uh, the weapons are fun and guns actually shoot pretty well when you have to use them you do nice. keep going back to it I do I played that game for like 16 hours now which is yeah, like it's meaningful it's RPG-ish to be sure yeah I'm now I'm like t- level 29 or something like that sweet um, but yeah I but there's just fucking parts of that game where I'm just like I cannot I don't understand how anyone thought that this was a good idea. And not even, like, the bathroom saving. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're at the point where having save points that are too far apart and in very specific parts, and it barely ever auto-saves, and that's not the dumbest design decision you've made by a long shot, that's <laughs> a fucking achievement in bad design choices. Oh, I just don't understand, like, hearing you and uh, Greg from IGN talk about it, you know, I just don't understand how anyone thought that those psychopath fights were okay because it sounds like everyone beats it by glitching it, basically. It is. Everyone... I have not talked to anyone that's beaten a psychopath. That's uh, that's in, very... In any way that is reasonable in any way, shape, or form. That's very Grand Theft Auto of them. And like, it's also very Dead Rising 1 of them. The, I did that in Dead Rising 1 all the time. Like, it would I will be just, like... I will tell one psychopath story, and then we will move on. Cool. I... I did not know I was walking up to this guy. Yeah. I was just running through the mall on my way to do something else. Uh, I think, oh, right, I was trying to find a clothing store so I could take my fucking clothes off so this one survivor <laughs> would go with me. Because she won't go with you unless you're naked. Because she's naked. Because that's good game design to make me run across an entire fucking mall to take my clothes off. Right, because you makes can't sense. just take them off right there. Right, it, it, it makes sense that I wouldn't just be able to take my gear off <laughs> uh, anyway I run through the middle of this construction area of the mall that I've run through 300 times already mm-hmm. but this time there's a crazy dude hanging people and then it's a psycho fight and mm-hmm. I have like a few spiked baseball bats mm-hmm. and some food and that is enough to take on any amount of zombies in that game Yeah, but a psychopath and you are fucked a psychopath with a gun mm. and it's like a hand reaches out from the screen and grabs you by the testicles and slams them onto the ground over and over again. <laughs> so I die and reload, and thankfully I am trained at this point to save in that game over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and you can stagger saves now, which is nice. Um, I go underground, drive to a point where I know that I can farm assault rifles and a heavy machine gun. Mm-hmm. And do that, save, and then drive back around to where that guy is. And the only way that I can beat him is to run away as far as he won't follow me and keep him barely in view around the corner of a wall and shoot him from there. Oh, wow. Fuck. But I die again. 
<laughs> because every time he shoots me with his special pistol, uh-huh. it knocks the item I'm holding in my hand out of my hand. Oh, fuck. Down the hallway toward him. <laughs> so I do the machine gun farming. I don't actually do the machine gun farming thing again because I saved because I know mm-hmm. this game hates me. Right. So I play it again. Except this time, I arrange it so that whenever he shoots a gun out of my hand, it bounces against the wall and back into me, and I can just tap B to pick it back up. That is, yeah. So there and you it go, takes man. Me, it's not a bug, it's a feature. That it sounds takes like me some great gameplay, man. Five minutes of that to beat him. <laughs> Shooting him through a wall. Yeah, and you're right. Grand Theft Auto also did that shit where you'd be like, yeah. I found a spot where I can see your head and you won't move for some reason. Right, yep. Like, shit like that so, should yeah. not be. So yep. when Dead Rising's not doing that, <laughs> it's fun but I actually think I reached the point where I'm like you know what I was ready for you to be done and now you've just informed me that you were not even close to done mm, yeah because um, when the no military um, spoilers when the military arrives the game is not over <laughs> so if you thought that rescue was coming right oh no I'm sure guess what I'm sure yeah the that PC, was the same thing in the last game the you know the military yeah I never played the last game this much the game is still just functional enough to break out of my bullshit threshold and actually make me play it. Whereas the first one lost me after like three or four hours. See, it's like, it's funny because like, I'm actually afraid to play this game. It's Why? Like, because you'll keep playing it? No, I'm afraid of like the encounters, like going into the game, like, and having a bunch of people follow me and running into a psychopath battle and dying. Save a lot, avoid the psychos. Yeah. I want you have a lot of guns. Yeah. There's a guide up on IGN. <laughs> Who wrote that guy? Uh, I think Colin. Did he? Yeah. I don't think he, I thought he was busy with something else. No, nope, I think he did it. All right, Anthony. Uh, so I, I'm playing. I in the last week I played one good game and one awful game. Tell and, us about the awful one. And the awful one was called Sengoku Basara Samurai Heroes Three. What are you talking about? That's the best game. No, ever. just Samurai Heroes. Just Sengoku. Oh, Basara, did they take Samurai three Heroes. off? Because yeah, this yeah is in another, America, this is this like, is the third console yeah they were previously known as devil kings and people here they released the first one and they were like i can't believe you didn't mention that this is a sequel to devil kings in your review i'm like you know why i didn't do that because who gives a shit it's a sequel to devil kings well that guy yeah that guy did but the whole basic premise (laughs) is that these are the same bullshit games we've been playing for years except before they were released by koei and they were called dinosaur warriors or samurai warriors (laughs) right we played this game at captivate Mm-hmm. And we did. It is, it is, I, I have played it. It was not enjoyable. It is a Dynasty Warriors clone, but at least, honestly, since it's done by Capcom, it's at least it's better done than Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors, Warriors yeah. is these days. Like Koei right. just farms that shit out and it's garbage. Yep. And like this one is like Capcom farms that shit in. And yeah, it's, garbage. It's, it's still it's still formulaic <laughs> as shit and boring, and it's just like it drags and drags and has terrible terrible voiceovers and, and terrible and, enemy ai and like and like it's indicative when you can look through even screenshots that are taken by capcom and sent out to us where like every guy on the screen looks identical and is doing the exact same motion all at once mm-hmm. you know it's just like it's like it is a game that feels like it's five years old you're fighting the hive mind all the time yeah <laughs> and that's the other thing is like yeah the enemy ai is terrible they exist solely for you to get like a 700 hit combo on them mm-hmm. you know combos that get so high that they no longer even mean anything. <laughs> and imagine yeah. that. Once you do that, it stops being satisfying to get combos. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I just stopped even caring because I was like, what do I care? No do you real... remember when the very first Dynasty Warriors came out? I don't know if and you And I loved it. it. I loved it, too, because it was the first time I'd played a game where I just got to, like, 
where I got to get like a. I don't even think they did. They do combos in the first one. Oh, they totally. They did, did but yeah, it was the first but, game where I got to be on a battlefield and run around a battlefield. Yeah, exactly. And I really, really enjoyed that. And it's just like the formula has never changed since. Right, and they've only slightly improved the graphics. Right, like the, they aren't even taking advantage of what the systems can do. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, like I except for the Wii version, which actually for a Wii game is pretty it does good, it really well. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. And it plays with the classic controller, which is the only oh. real way to play those games. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but. But yeah, I mean, in general, it's like if you've played any of those games, you've played this before. It's yeah. taking place in that same period with these same, like, super right. fan- fantasy versions of these historical Japanese people, like, that are, like, wielding gigantic magical guns and, <laughs> and Don't forget the guy with six and, swords. Yeah, and the guy oh, that guy. wielding I remember six that swords, like, their Wolverine claws in his hands. It's he like, he was, uh, yeah, he was in the, in when we were at Captivate, he was in the game. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's just... You can play as him, though, I don't think... Yeah, What's you that? can play as him now. I don't think but, you uh, play no, you as could play as him. It's just really, when I was a Captivate, I played as it's him. It's just really silly. Like, the whole game is just really silly, <laughs> formulaic, boring, dumb. Yeah. But, you know, I I said it was bad, but not as bad as fucking anything Koei's put up. Yeah. But, uh, but... What was the good game? The good game was, is, uh, Naruto, which by the time you nice. hear this, my review will probably be up. Um, That's right. Be surprised. Just said Naruto and so good. This is the second. Close proximity I think this of each is either other. the second or the third Naruto game I reviewed. I think it's the third. And the other one I played that was by these same people was also really good hmm. because they do such a good job with their story mode. And first off, they do a good job with the fighting. And I'm not a fighting game person, mm-hmm. but these are fighting games for people like me. Like mm-hmm. there's one attack button for retards, and there's one ranged button. And there's one, like, activate your special button. Mm-hmm. And if you activate your special thing, you can then do attack or ranged, and it modifies those based on your special power. Um, beyond that, it's just a game of simple reflexes, like making sure if you time a block right. at the right time, you'll disappear and reappear behind them. So it sounds like if there's three, if there's those three buttons, that it, is it actually set up as, like, rock, paper, scissors? No, not no. necessarily. It's, it's just more like... You're attacking, attacking, and then you can break it up with like a quick ranged attack. Wow. Or if they try and, because a lot of the game is like, you know, about when they're appropriately putting distance between you mm-hmm. and stuff, and you can be like, nope. Or you can, if they're trying to put distance between you to like do a special power, you can check them with some ninja stars so that you can interrupt them. Ah, oh, jeez. And uh, the game has really great things straight from the cartoon. Yes, I've seen the cartoon before. <laughs> that like allow you to like close the gap. Like if you have special power, which you regenerate slowly over time. You can on the PlayStation. You can hit triangle and then X, and then you automatically do like this really cool looking like disappear, reappear, disappear, reappear thing, like dodging all their attacks, and then you appear right on them. So instantly, you use some of your special power, but you can get across the whole battlefield. Nice to close the gap to them, and it just does like a better job than any game like that since probably the Dragon Ball games and the other Naruto games these guys have done. I believe it's the same guys that uh, you know just. The way it switches from being like, oh, we're watch, we're standing two guys toe to toe, and we're fighting, to all of a sudden like doing this crazy like face shot of mm-hmm. the guy seamlessly, of him like charging up and doing a big punch, to, and then him going up in the air and it changing like to a camera angle pointing towards the sky, mm-hmm. and then going right back to the toe to toe view. Nice. Like it switches, it does that all in it, and the game looks awesome too. Like even Arthur, even Arthur, I say because Arthur, you know, he doesn't like Naruto or anything, but. It's like, fucking aesthetically the game looks gorgeous. Nice. The game looks great. Yeah, it's like painted. it sounds. A, a it looks bit better like... than the goddamn cartoon does. Yeah, it's, it's, it's painted like backgrounds with like s- s- cool. Shit. And I'm not like I'm not like ha 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 better than. I mean, it looks better than the cartoon does. It looks like Naruto the animated feature. 
Wow. It yeah, sounds a little the like the fact uh, that their jaws look like robots when they talk. <laughs> That's true. That it sounds weird. a little bit like uh, Super Street Fighter 4 or Street Fighter 4, you know, in no, the, it like, is the, with the with the crazy camera angles and way stuff, better I mean. looking than Super Street Fighter 4. Yeah. Really? Like it's not wow. as there's not as much shit going on, but the art and line work is so good. Hmm. And the backgrounds are so well painted and implemented that just like from a pure image quality standpoint, it is one of the best looking games that I've seen this year. I don't wow. like the cartoon. Either. That's a statement. I will say that. So like that's something that, like people will be like, "What this guy that doesn't even really like the cartoon reviewed the game." I I like the idea of the mythos and stuff behind Naruto. Mm-hmm. I just think the cartoon's a little cheesier than I would like. And actually, the game gets a little into that, which I don't really mind. I recognize who it's for. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's funny because you know, like I, I can recognize who Dynasty Warriors is for as well, but that's just like a shitty game. Like this is like a quality game with like <laughs> right. a subject matter is kind of silly. Right. But uh, it it just does such a good job in the adventure mode of making you feel like you're playing through the cartoon. Like that's like something that like if you're making a show about a comic or a cartoon where people feel like they're participating actively in a cartoon, right? It's like that's exactly cool. what people should want. That's funny because I just started watching uh, The Last Airbender this last weekend, the animated series, and it makes me want these people who made this game to make an airbender game. Yeah, they would. I mean, you know, the adventure mode is cool, even though it's still revolving around basically like killing time until you're in another fighting game fight. Mm-hmm. But there's stuff to do, like there's gathering resources and hmm. minor silly quests that are kind of pointless. But right. just the fighting game aspect itself, you know, is is just a super cool thing. Um and so people that even if you if you like Naruto, that's like your game, first of all. That's like, your jam, yo. They've made, so, <laughs> they've made so many Naruto games, but this one's actually really, really cool. And uh And even if you don't like if you're not into Naruto but you don't hate Naruto I, mean, I think it's a good game. It's not a great game, but it's fun. Yeah. Like when Christmas rolls around and you don't have anything else to play. Yeah, and you, you can like, rent it. I hear Naruto! Castlevania is good, but it takes four hours to get good. Maybe you should play Naruto for a few hours. <laughs> um, I might actually play this game just because it looks so good. Um, I am curious. Yeah. I also started Borderlands again. Because oh, yeah. I lost my save and I want to play the Crap Trap, Crap Trap, Clap Trap DLC. Crap, so do I. Blah, you know, like, blah, I've never... Blah. I have several of the DLC things on the PC, and I just... I haven't played any of them. Oh, the yet. DLCs are great, except That's for the arena on one. PC. Any of the any have, of the DLCs yeah. outside of the re- arena, the other two are awesome. Right, which is why I really want to play the cl- the claptrap one. Yeah, um, yeah. We did. You did just say Mad Moxie is not good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but uh, but it sucks because uh, you know, since I lost my save, I'm having to start with a new character. And something I've discovered of playing several characters in Borderlands now, like, is. Honestly, the beginning of the game, like it doesn't matter what class you pick, it's so samey. It takes like, a very long time. Like until to get until very... you get like level fifteen, mm-hmm. you don't really feel like there's any distinction to playing any yeah, class over no, the other. Definitely, the best not. way to play that game is just to have someone who's a higher level and you grind you through the first yep. twenty levels. Yeah, because yep. otherwise you're like, oh, even though my class isn't a machine gun class, I'm still going to use a machine gun because right. it's the best weapon I'm finding. Yep, you know, it's like. Yep. It doesn't really become really a, a, a unique RPG and until later on. And it's dingy totally. as hell with the loot drops for a long time. Oh, real! it really is. Like, I, I find myself using the same gun for, like, ten levels, you know? That's, right, like, maybe if really that game of had really annoying. wanted you to specialize, like, you know, the the Spectre should be able to, like, what, is that what she's called? I the, forget. Uh, the Siren. No. Yeah, the Siren. siren. Yeah. You know, if she was really supposed to be, like, a 
a pistol sort of girl, mm-hmm. then they should have had, if you're playing as a siren and you fight a boss, he should have dropped a pistol for her. Right, yeah, Instead exactly. of, like, it always uh, drops a machine well, she's gun. A su- well, I mean, she that's... is a submachine gun. Well, but, okay, but, but, but I'm saying, know, but he always drops saying. one gun. I yeah. mean, yeah. It, to play the part of Devil's Advocate, it's pretty common for loot-based action games to do that, where it's just a randomized drop. Or right, whatever. but I'm saying even in World of Warcraft, I'm saying in World of Warcraft, for instance, when you fight a boss he has a chance that he'll drop a, a breastplate, but it might be a breastplate for six different classes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be cool if the game recognized what class you were playing and made sure that it dropped something that was like... Yeah, I would like the loot to be a little bit more customized to the actual... For Borderlands 2. For the actual character, yeah. That will be made, for sure. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what yeah. Saying. Borderlands 2 is definitely When Duke happening. Nukem tanks. Borderlands, <laughs> Borderlands 2. Dude, I, I feel it's a shame that there's not a gaming Nobel Prize that Gearbox can't get for... Making Duke Nukem a thing. I don't know. They should get the I, fucking Congressional Medal of Honor for surviving last year. If Borderlands hadn't been successful, yeah. we would not have a Gearbox. And I know no. that. I think early in 2009, I predicted that I thought Gearbox would close. Mm. And flat out, like if Borderlands had not been successful, you would not be hearing about people about Gearbox doing shit for folks. Yeah, it's true. I totally. Agree. If we ever see Colonial Marines, it will be be because of Borderlands. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, Borderlands. Yeah, still, yeah. Border, Borderlands still fun. Randy still Pitchford, pretty still my hero too. Oh yeah, it's nice looking. Any game that Randy Pitchford is directly involved with interests me. <laughs> yeah, Matt, um, did you play Enslaved? Did I beat you finish it. Enslaved. Yes, I beat it. I finished it. Um, brief thoughts on finishing Enslaved. Uh, glad I finished it combat definitely gets better toward the end it's still not the main reason to play the game how'd you feel about the ending uh it was a little abrupt but um it felt like it fit but it it seemed like there was like it it felt to me like there was half of a cinematic missing you know or just a chapter or what sorry maybe a chapter missing Maybe a chapter, but definitely the ending cinematic just felt like it was only half done. Like they're like on the cutting room floor somewhere. There's like half of a cinematic that just was never finished, so they didn't put it in. I ran out of money. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm. I actually really would. After playing this, I, I would like to see an enslaved to, some either the same characters or something that takes place in the same universe. It's uh, it's cool. It's really enjoyable. Um, there is some definite epic stuff that happens at the end, the very, very, very end of the game. I'm not going to spoil it, so you don't have to turn off the podcast. That last but level is... Epic is a appropriate word. Yes. For the last level of that game. Yep, absolutely. It's brown? <laughs> I get it. I see what you did there. <laughs> it is actually a little brownish. It is actually a little brown compared but, uh, to most of Enslaved. Yes. I- I, uh, I followed Nick Sutner on Twitter, and uh, man, he was really digging this game on Twitter, saying... It is really sort of a Nick Sutner kind of game, Yeah, now yeah. That I think about it. So, yep. it, and I'm glad you said that too, Arthur, because there are like, because, you know... Nick there are I, Sutner games. Yeah, yeah. It's a Sutner game, so if you find yourself <laughs> liking those Sutner games... But don't let that turn you off to no, it. No, yeah. <laughs> I tend to like a lot of the same ones he does. Yeah, me too. So. With exceptions. Of course, because nobody ever matches up perfectly eye to eye on every game. Mm-mm. And, and uh, just I played. All the time. I actually finally played a uh, chain. Um, I don't know what that is. Uh, you don't know what chain is? It uh, it drops these drops these orbs into the screen. What these, platform is this on? PC. 
and uh, it drops these orbs into these into these stages uh, that are that have like particular shapes to them. And then you click on you click on an orb, and then if another orb is within the right distance, then you can drag a line to it, and you can make chains. I've never heard of this game. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it has like really cool music. Anyway, you should play it. It's been around, it's been out for a while. But Chain. I mean, yeah, if you have a Steam Press account, then you have. Has it. anybody played the ball? I haven't played that yet. I have a download for it, but I haven't like gotten f- it to it yet. Five minutes of it when I was in Germany at Gamescom. And I saw the title screen on Charles Anya's desk at work, and I was intrigued. <laughs> yeah, it's I need a to do it. Big I, ass ball. I played it at PAX. I had a good time with it. We talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah, it's like, the same. Yeah. It's the next game from the guys that made Killing Floor. That's right. You did say that. I forgot about that. And so it was their entry for some like make a game this with Unreal yeah, yeah, contest. Yeah. So, Word. yeah, I. I it's a puzzle game that. mostly. Yeah. So anything and, else, uh, Matt? Yes. Uh, try to guess what game this is. <laughs> it could. Halo. Peggle. <laughs> yeah, Peggle. <laughs> oh no, see, Halo. It doesn't, it doesn't translate well enough as Peggle. I'm sure. <laughs> 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 Well, I didn't want to like scream in my like, falsetto stood up into the and mic. If you had stood up and whipped your dick out and ejaculated and rainbows had flown out, <laughs> <laughs> well, then it would have been robot unicorn. Attack. No, I would have guessed Peggle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I bought Peggle Knights last last Friday, so I've just been playing that again. It's fucking crazy, and I keep trying to play Civilization Five, and it keeps crashing. Have you tried switching to the? Uh, uh, yes, well, I, view? I, yeah, I got. Um, uh, a Twitter and I saw on the Rebel FM letters people were saying just play the DirectX 9 version. I actually can't. Uh, the DirectX 9 version doesn't even load. It crashes on startup. Hot. So, no, I, I mean like the board game view. Oh, yes. That's actually the... That seems to be the only way that I can make my game last about like eight to ten turns before it crashes. Oh, Otherwise, Otherwise it crashes the most pretty visually much right uninteresting way to look at Weren't that game. You were playing that game. Um, it's... My map is too big, I think. Oh. And it's like uh, I, I've turned and like big. I've tried turning down the graphical settings so that I can play it on standard mode. It you seems know? like it's a CPU thing. And I, I have turned down the settings way, way down, and that it, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know if there are textures missing or something in my install, but like all of the terrain on the lowest settings has like these giant ugly red stripes across it. Looks like. It almost looks like blood or something, that like a meat level from God of War. Like it might be your video card. It is, f- yeah, but it only happens on the low settings. Right. That doesn't Missing change the fact that it uh, kind of sounds things? like your video card. It is really real. It's just ugh. But I mean, even that, I don't know that that would really help. I think a lot of the issues you're having are the same issues I'm having, which is this: yeah. just that, like, every turn, it's like my computer is trying to fucking hack the Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> the Debbie Gibson. No, it makes me sad. He made, he made a how hacker's few, reference. I know. Right it makes I know me sad how, thinking how few of our listeners might actually get that joke. <laughs> Watch it. You get to see Angelina's titties for a second. I wonder how a many second. of our, I wonder how many of our listeners actually uh, know who Debbie Gibson is. Because I'm an old old man. And, but yeah, there's. It, I'm just. I'm really frustrated with Civ Five, and I don't want to be frustrated. Is it with just it, because so it you want it so bad and you can't have it? Exactly. Okay. That's yeah. Exactly um, what it is. 
You're so, not the only person having that problem. I I've listened to a few other podcasts and will yeah. follow other people on Twitter, and they are all having the same issues. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's not crashing on me, but I am playing um, a large map. You know, mm-hmm. you can pick the size, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm I'm now to the point where I've discovered. You know, I've discovered the whole world, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, every turn, it's yeah. <sighs> It actually like shit disappears. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, stuff stops moving. Yeah. When I'm playing it at the point I am in the game that I had going now, uh, when it's in the middle of the CPU turn, like my computer will literally stop responding. Like, oh, the mine pointer, too. Yeah, the oh, pointer yeah. will not move. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. And uh, like I'm almost to the point where I've gotten my scientific victory with Nebuchadnezzar, and it's like as soon as I can get that game you just done, want it so bad. I want it so bad. As soon as I, I'm putting up with the crashes and everything, and as soon as I can get it done, the next game I play, I'm just going to play on like you know a four Tiny person map. map or a six person map. If or you want, you like can that. load it to Steam Cloud and play it on my computer. That would be nice, but I would have to come over here to do that. Well, you do that once a week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then uh, last week, I actually went out and saw um, Rift: Plains of Talara, which is an MMO that's coming out next year i think yep and it's by tryon worlds who's like uh tryon worlds is weird because they just sort of popped up out of nowhere earlier this year as saying hey by the way we're doing four mmos that are all you know over 100 million dollar projects all at the same time stuff (laughs) they're also doing like a a modern like rts looking they're doing it they're doing an mmo rts yeah and uh, it act, that actually looks more interesting than most of their other games. Uh, but Planes of Talara, it actually looks like a fairly competent WoW clone. For which, free? Uh, I don't think it's going to be free. Okay. And, uh, like, the cool thing about it is that, uh, I mean, other than... It has, like, the most generic name in the world. But anyway, Plains of Talara. You know, Talara is... uh, I know. Talara is, like, the hub of all of the planes, you know, which is also not an original concept. But the cool thing is, is where the planes intersect, they have these rifts, and AI come out of the rifts and start attacking the countryside. And then if you don't close the rifts, if the players don't close the rifts soon enough, then they become, like, kind of a fortress that you have to attack and break up and everything like that. And then once they become a fortress, then they start sending out like uh, these raiding party types and these raiding parties will go and attack towns and try to convert the towns to their side and stuff like that. So the cool thing about that kind of game design is that there's the world is sort of dynamically changing based off what the AI is choosing to do. And the players have to struggle against that. And, but all the rifts, like the different factions, like, you know, the fire plane and then like the earth plane. I think there's like four or six factions or something like that. They also all hate each other. Like they're, they're all every, every different type of plane that comes into contact with Talara is trying to take over Talara for their own sake. So you'll see the AI fighting each other and you can walk up and assist one side and then kill the other side after, after you've assisted that side, you know? So it's like, it's multi AI faction battles, and that part actually sounds pretty cool to me. Like, who knows if the rest of the game is going to be better or worse than WoW? It has a really unique skill system, um, in that you can mix and match classes, you can mix and mass- match builds. So you have like you have when he brought up the talent tree, you actually have four talent trees on on the screen at the same time, and you can assign like 
this town i want to go down the ninja the, the not the ninja the the ranger talent tree over here and i want to go down like the priest talent tree over here and the mage talent tree so and so you can mix and match and create all kinds of like just crazy crazy combinations and you know that's pretty cool who knows if the like i said who knows if the rest of the game is actually going to measure up but it has some unique features that are going to make me at least want to give it a try because i'm always kind of looking for a new mmo to play that isn't wow i keep going back to wow i'm sure i'm going to go back when cataclysm starts but have you set I'm aside your skeptical. cataclysm money yet have i what set aside your cataclysm money yet uh no because I'll probably get it. They did. Free. They did also recently patch WoW to implement a lot of the cataclysm stuff. They like did this week. They did, and it kind of made me want to go back. I my head friends that tried to talk me into doing it. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> yeah, it kind of made me want to go Not back and yet. play. Like I I caught myself going on um uh like the uh, WoW Insider and uh, reading all about the changes, and then I found myself like going like. Oh, what's the what's the lore behind uh, Gilneas or whatever the kingdom is that the that the wargs come from? And they're like, oh, that's that wall up in Silver Pine Forest, Silver Pine Forest that's been there since the WoW beta days. That people are like, what the hell is this wall that doesn't have anybody on it that you can't get through? You know. And anyway, it's just you're like a drunk I, person. I, I just started nerding out over it. You're like a drunk person that goes and hangs out in the bar and is like, no, I'm just gonna, I just like to hang out here. I'm, I'm gonna order Coke. <laughs> All right, well, I'm just going to get a beer. One. <laughs> before you know it. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck happened? But, you know, I saw that last week, and they, they invited me to, because they're local to the Bay Area, and they invited me to actually come down and play it for a day, Plains of Talara. So I probably will do that at some point to see if uh, I actually enjoy the actual playing experience of it. But it, it for right now, it does seem kind of generic. It's pretty. It's good looking, but of course, any game is good looking on whatever beast machine they can have. They can demo it on, you know. Yeah, it's like funny. Civ Five seemed like it ran flawlessly until I had it on my computer, you know. It's funny because I I see all these other MMOs. Like I was joking with the guy at IGN that reviewed uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, and I was like, "How do you rate this from zero to is wow?" Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that's basically what it is. You can't. <laughs> what are the Online. middle? What are the middle values? Yeah, yeah. he rated it. He rated it Warhammer Online. Which isn't as bad as Vanguard, but not as good as Conan. Right. <laughs> yeah, you awesome. know, it's just like zero to wow. That's yeah. pretty much how it goes. Yeah. Totally Although true. Anthony, did you see the? Um, uh, they they released some footage earlier this week of Vigil's Warhammer Online game this week. Did you see any of that stuff? Are you talking about the 40k online one? Oh, is that is Warhammer not 40k? Is that a different? There's there's Warhammer, there's Fantasy, Warhammer Fantasy, yeah. Which there's already a Warhammer Online, right? Which is the uh, fantasy MMO, which is totally put out falling in, apart. In, and the Darksiders guys are working on a guys. Warhammer 40k. It's the one the Darksiders guys are doing. I, I mean, was they checking out the video. They, they got a great aesthetic as far as like they know how a 40k game. Yeah, look. yeah. Nice. And they have awesome tech too. But it just they seems like, it just seems like. Like honestly, when I hear anybody making an MMO, I'm like, wow! It's like you just you want to kill your studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Pretty what>? <laughs> one thing I thought the Warhammer game had for it was they, you know, they're how they're trying to make it sort of like a third person shooter, like action, more a lot more action based. I would love to see I'll someone that do that when successfully. I see it work, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Because it's it's always dangerous yeah. when you start to make an MMO skill based that then you take away the ability for people other than hardcore people to play it. Sup, yep. Tabula Rasa. And a lot of MMOs uh-huh. can't succeed without Sup, casual people. Yeah. 
That's the whole point. It's like, like that's like why something like the Bioware MMO has blasters, but it's still like hitting the sword button. It still works exactly like WoW does. Yeah, it's like there's, there's it. no actual. Yeah. Just like when you use a bow class in WoW, right? You're not actually shooting a bow. It's just you're hitting a button to have them shoot a bow, right? So yeah, once you put skill into it, yep. you and it works away. like that with uh, uh, you know, like even if you go back to Kotor, and Kotor is an RPG, and that's how it worked. Like. You had your lightsabers, yeah, and but like you weren't are, actually swinging your yeah, lightsabers. But you these know? just might all be, uh, I mean, they're, they're also the same. I mean, just because it hasn't been done. I mean, it's That's true. It. It's true. If, if It's just that if they want to make an MMO like this, they need to have a different expectation for success. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, if they can make Definitely. it for a lower amount of money. So start with, we aren't going to be wow. Yeah, don't right. think you're going to be wow. <laughs> right. just, if, but if you can get even like a few hundred thousand subscribers, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Like, you know, EverQuest, people always talk about that, like, a great success. Back in the day, EverQuest, when it peaked, was, like, 500,000 subscribers. Yeah. Or like, Ultima Online. Yeah, it's like it's like none of them. WoW is unprecedented. Ultima Online hit, like, millions. But, like, if you could have... But if you could have even, like, a few hundred thousand for a hardcore shooter like that that were mm-hmm. consistently paying to play, mm-hmm. I can see that being successful. It's just you can't spend WoW budgets to make right. it. Right. And the, like, the, the free-to-play model is actually... It, it works. It's proven it and it can. works. It can... Work. Okay, it can work, but it's like that's also a different level of success. I mean, if you're thinking we're going to be a free-to-play MMO, you're also thinking to yourself, uh, we're going to be a not top-tier MMO, at least not right away, unless right. for some random reason we totally take off like Minecraft. Right, because people will make certain considerations. and yeah. I mean, if Minecraft had a bigger budget, it would not be the success that it is because it would have right. an enormous team that would have to split all the money that all of a sudden right, right, they're right. getting. No, I, I just See, in the, I just meant in terms of relativity, you know. Well, to me, it seems like or war, like the, like the relevance. The, I just meant in relative terms, you know, like oh, okay, and an indie like somebody something that sells like Minecraft to Minecraft's creator and budget would be like the would be like you know. Uh, the Warhammer online game suddenly having a, a WoW subscriber base. Right. So, I mean, but to me, the 40K online seems interesting in the way that, like, uh, Battlefield Heroes has a little bit of that online. Right. Multi- I mean, it's just the, the 40K thing resonates with... I would... Warhammer 40K is bigger than anything. It has a built-in audience, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah I don't know that. No, nah, I would. I, I would say Warhammer resonates with way more people than Battlefield. Does. Warhammer has a gigantic fucking audience. I don't think it's in the like seven or eight million range, though. Reson- yeah, when you're, talk- people when you're talking, I'm talking, when about, you're talking about people that play tabletop and stuff too. I'm just yeah, saying the name. Right, I just don't think that 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 audience is that high. Uh, oh, dude, the war, the Warhammer. The only thing bigger than the Warhammer audience would be like the Dungeons and Dragons audience, which again is not as big as people think. Yeah, it is. I mean, not here in America as much, but I mean, Europe, it's even bigger. If you're talking about like worldwide paper, brand, if you're talking no, about I've, worldwide brand awareness, Dungeons and Dragons and Warhammer are huge. I guess. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I am correct I, in this assessment. I guess, like, you know, another thing is the, in general, the MMO audience, they're all trying to get the same audience. Is yes. what is the impression that's, that well, I get especially when they're all trying to copy WoW? Yeah, right. and or, or I mean, and then like you know why you know I mean Call of Duty's a Twitch game that does phenomenally well. You know, I mean people aren't subscribing to it. You right. know, obviously they don't have that gameplay model set up that way. But yet, yeah, <laughs> yet. 
I mean, yeah. well, I Call mean, of Duty never will. No, not Call of Duty, but I would be surprised if somebody doesn't come up with you a don't subscription think be a Call of Duty FPS. name game with a What do you? I let's be let's get real here for a second. What the fuck do you think Bungie is working on at this point? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it could it pretty, be called Call of Duty. They've made it queer without <laughs> saying as much, and I'm not saying I know anything specifically about it because I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've essentially beat around the the bush pretty right, pretty thoroughly. I could see mm-hmm. someday there being a paid pay to play Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. I don't think that's completely out of the question. Yeah, especially since it's owned by Activision. And I'd be fine with that as long as the content keeps coming and like it keeps me playing. I mean, I've never felt like I got gypped on my WoW subscription. I mean, WoW does a good job of balancing. You know, like if, if you were going to charge people monthly, you need to have the balance of of giving people paid expansions and then also dishing out free content like they do. Yeah, like their exactly. patches sometimes in WoW are like the equivalent of what games used to call expansions. Yeah. Like they do free patches that are gigantic. Yeah, they so. do. Um, Tyler, do you play anything else? Civ 5 Crack Core. Crack Core. <laughs> okay. Any, yeah. is, was there anything notable in your Civ 5 games? Did you get a cultural victory? Uh, so 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 right now I right now I kind of don't know where to go with my civ my civilization. I'm playing the Russians and I'm like I'm playing this weird liberate liberation mm-hmm. history of the Russians. Like I'm running around liberating all these towns that Caesar took over. <laughs> and I'm, liber- I'm liberating every single one of them. He so, almost took over the whole world. So have you brought wow. other players back into the game yet? Yeah. And they're still bitches to me. Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> up your ass, bitch. See, but, but they're still going to take it. you over. But the thing is, is that... Suck is it, that, you uh, corseted strumpet. I'm pretty sure if, 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 if a player takes another player out of the game and you bring that... Or if the computer takes a, another computer out of the game and you bring that computer back into the game, it's like an unspoken rule. You guys have like a permanent alliance. See, now, now, now with the city-states, I would agree with that, but... It doesn't seem that way with the civilization. They can proper. talk to you, but try and attack them. I guarantee you. I, I don't think you can. Oh, they really? They can't attack you. They can she, hate you all they want. Okay, because she talks shit to me. She's like, "Oh, I'm I mistook you for the barbarians." Like, yeah, I but then like, like my uncivilized for a savage. Yeah. <laughs> but then like, watch, try and attack her, and it'll be like, "Nope, we have we have this goes against oh, okay. our treaty." I haven't and tried. It's just like bringing them back. They're like, nah, "Fuck you!" But thank you <laughs> for life. Shit, man. At least the city states give you units. Yeah, or culture points or yeah. resources. So, in other words, like I, I don't know if I want to go for a military victory or culture. I could go either way at this point. The thing so. sounds like if you if if you're having to fight someone who's taken over most of the world, bringing people back. By the time you were to try and focus on culture, you would get a time victory. Like yeah. you, it, I took out time. I take out time victory okay. in all my games. Okay, because I, I don't was gonna like say, cause that. Otherwise, I, I usually like take it out too. There is not enough time to yeah. get a cultural victory. Yeah, yeah. I, I take that shit out. That's good. I usually take out time victories and barbarians out of the game. Really? Barbarians, I like barbarians. I think. We've talked about this already, though. I like to take barbarians out. Yeah. Uh, fun. I'm fine with the barbarians. I thought in Civ 4 they disappeared after a while. It seems in Civ 5 they never disappear. They don't. As long as, as long as there's an area of a map where they can spawn in Civ 5, they will. That's why I take That's them out. weird. Yeah. Because they're annoying as shit. It is weird. But you think about it these days, you know, there's still fucking pirates, you know. That is true. We still have barbarians. They aren't very advanced, but they can be annoying. Hey, and just like in just like in real life, the barbarians eventually get guns too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll uh, take a break and some shit. Lo and behold. 
settle our Civ 5 thing first and foremost by starting by reading some of the the submissions for uh this was our contest you know create a civilization race that wasn't already there or civilization I guess race isn't right um so the first one's from, from Ryan he says his pitch is for the Canadians their leader is Pierre Trudeau he's kind of a dick but he'll speak in both English and French <laughs> the unique unit is shock troops uh, once you're in the World War One-ish era, they're very cheap to recruit and more effective than any other type of infantry at the time. He says, look it up. We were the best in the trenches. <laughs> and he says, the unique ability is multiculturalism, bonus to doing diplomacy with city-states because everybody loves Canadians. It's true. And he says, the weakness, though, is that we're way too nice. Our and greatest we, strength is Vancouver. And he says, we can only go to war if attacked or if an ally is attacked. It's true. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I I I picked out that because we we had quite a few Canadian uh, submissions, yeah. but I picked talks, that one in particular. Can his head flap around like it's not attached to the? <laughs> <eye>. <laughs> so yeah, I, I totally picked that one because of the can't cause you know can't create war with anyone. Yeah, curse you! You know my only weakness. <laughs> That's great. I have a I, I have one that like we didn't put in the folder. Uh-huh. Um, Read it. And uh, it's this is from Adam, and his entry was for Poland. And uh, which is one that I've actually thought of before because, you know, Poland, while it's been conquered throughout much of its history, it's actually an identifiable culture group that's been around for a very long time. Is their weakness the ability to become a city state to anyone who's within five tiles of them? (laughs) (laughs) But he says uh, their leader would be Copernicus, obviously the most famous Pole. I don't know about that. I didn't know Copernicus was a Pole. Yeah. And neither did I. I think Copernicus uh, wanted it that way. (laughs) The unique unit is the Hussar. I don't know how you pronounce that, but that it's H-U-S-S-A-R. Uh, I'm sure you've seen them before in many medieval RTSs. No, I haven't. It's a mounted unit. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, proud Polish warriors unmatched by, uh, by other cavalry and speed and strength. And, you know, unique cavalry units are kind of a good idea. Special ability Uprising. This based on the Warsaw Uprising during World War II. Units defending a city get reduced defense, but drastically increased attack. Our strategy is to let you take us. <laughs> and then we fuck you. But they get drastically increased attack, so that could be good. Um, I'm not sure that will balance well or not. Well, we're not worried about balance. It should be, it should, I can see the polls being more like uh, when actually conquered, they're not out of the game. They have yeah. the X amount of turns to rebel. <laughs> that would be good, too, yeah. yeah. Uh, the unique building is the monument. I'm sure I would assume it's some special kind of monument. Sure. <laughs> In in whichever city this is built, if it is captured by the enemy, you will still get culture from this building, even in the enemy hands. This is inspired by trips to Poland and la 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 la. Anyway, I thought that one was a pretty good one. I also, yeah, I think that one is good, just because it's, that one's uh, not what you'd expect. Yeah. This one's also not what I expect, because typically I wouldn't say that uh, a religion is a, would be a... Uh, a good civilization. Right. But this guy, Greg, writes in with Scientology. <laughs> the leaders obviously L. Ron Hubbard. Yep. Their traits is that they're financial and spiritual. Those are actual traits in the game. That sounds about Their right. Their capital yeah. is gold base. 
which is uh, something he puts a bunch of Wikipedia links. Yeah, I'm assuming that's from the books or something. This, the special unit is the Douglas DC-8, replaces the spaceship, <laughs> which in Scientology is what they were supposedly transported on. And, uh, so good. Their special ability is the legal battlefield. Whenever another civilization attacks a Scientology city, you automatically sue the attacking civilization, giving you a chance to drain a portion of their gold reserves. And their wonder is a superpower building, which also has a Wikipedia link. So yeah, I remember that. Research. Yeah, I, definitely. I like this one because this guy was he was picking up what I was putting down with the contest. Really, like I I wanted people to kind of like come up with a civilization. Yeah. Like, and I, I, but I was actually really impressed with a lot of people who really bust out like the history, like polls. Here you go. Yeah, that guy's really yeah. proud about polls. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I mean that's shit. cool. That's yeah, cool. But, yeah, uh, exactly. I, I love the Scientology one. That's so good. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. All right, so the next one is from Ray, who does the idea of Norse that we liked. We got a lot of these too. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of people wanted the Vikings, and they were in Civ Four. There were they it were. It was one of the expansions, one of the expansions like they were the added. Warlords. Yeah, you can yeah. play as like Eric or something. Uh, Ragnar. Yeah. Ragnar. Okay. Yeah. So, their special unit would be Berserkers, who yeah. are like swordmen but fight at full strength even when injured. Basically, a like copy the of Samurais. Yeah. Um, the other unit they would have are Norse longboats, strong, fast, early boats. I would say a special trait they would have is the ability to go across deep water. Right off the bat. Oh, that would be that, a good one. You know, they did go across deep water. They did. Um, special ability, Fury of the North. Extra gold. He even named it. Yeah. Fury <laughs> of the North. Extra gold gained when coastal cities are defeated. Well, wait till you get where the name pillaged. comes from. Because the Norse habit of pillaging coastal monasteries, the name comes from the prayer, a Ferrari Norman, Norman, uh, whatever. From the fury of the Northmen. Like he was speaking Norwegian there. No, he was speaking. It's, uh, from, it's, a, it's, it's from a poem. It's Latin. Yeah, and he says, but it basically translates from the fury of the Northmen. Deliver us, O Lord. So that's why. So it's that's fury, why fury of the North. Of the North. Yeah. All right, I like that a lot. I like that. That's that is a a good one. Yeah, one of them. Uh, I mean, it's not super unique because they were in the last game. You know. Yeah. But, sorry, Tyler. You're saying. Well, was, was 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 he the one that said? Oh, I forgot who they said uh, would get bonuses on the um, frozen tiles because I, I hardly ever put civilizations no. up there, and that yeah. would be really cool to have a civ you that can't gets actually bonus. Put them on the frozen tiles. Yeah, like you can't. The, the ice, yeah. severe ice ones. No one can use those. But if they could use them, that would be, be cool. That's a that's actually a really good idea. Um, the next one's from Zachary. He says the race I would want to see is the Martians, specifically the <laughs> Martians from HG. Wells, War of the Worlds. The Martians would have two special units exclusive to them. The first would be their giant landing capsules, which would be a unit that the other units can garrison into, where it would then launch from a city to another location. Um, the other unit would be the tripods, which would naturally be very powerful military units. The Martians would also have the special ability called Harvest, where defeated enemy units could be converted into resources. The Martians would only have one vital weakness, though. Any Martian unit that isn't in a city would have a limited number of turns to be outside before it is eventually killed by Earth's bacteria. <laughs> so, that would be cool. That, that would be a, an interesting uh, mod. Yeah, yeah that would be, I don't think that that would be good to go against, like, from the dawn of time, right? But, right, but, right, yeah, to, I mean, to me, that sounds so cool. Like, the only way you can expand is by, like, infecting other cities, and, like, you can't get out of your city for too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some really cool stipulations. It, it, it reminds me that, like, I've, I've always wanted them to make a sequel to Alpha Centauri. You know, because I really like that. We game, we actually. actually got that email. J- just make Alpha Centauri. <laughs> that was one of the Civ Five entries. I like this one just because it's kind of a, a, it's kind of funny. This is from the guy that writes in regularly under the name Additional Pylons, and uh, <laughs> and he says, uh, 
He says, his is South Korea. The perks is that they get the ability to micromanage every citizen, and they get 50% discount to home electronics. <laughs> <laughs> he says, the weaknesses are the country to the north are assholes and will occasionally sink your Navy ships. <laughs> and he says, minus 10% to culture because K-pop isn't real music. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so good. Aww. I love that. <laughs> Whatever. Don't read that one to Ryan Clements. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. That one is... Uh, that one's quality. Um, okay. Well, a couple more silly ones. This one is the hardcore gamer civilization. Begins with a thorough knowledge of Japanese culture. Increased shading ability with Japan. Example, it is Ninja Gaiden, not Gaiden. Um, Ninja Gaiden? Yeah. He says... Their society is without racism or any type of inequality. Increased happiness. What the fuck is he talking <laughs> is there about? Weakness, he, yellow he, fever? He, he continues. He uh, continues. Resident Evil 5 does not exploit racial stereotypes in any way. You have a black sidekick, remember? <laughs> Either way, you're the racist one for noticing. I don't even see race. <laughs> so what if every female video game character has 38 double deep breasts in the waist of a starving 10-year-old? It's empowering women to be included in these games as sex objects. <laughs> every citizen has the ability to write and or critique games better than any professional. Bonus to culture. Wow, Microsoft must have given you a huge check you fucking asshole how dare you give we pets babies a 7.0 what you played halo 6 on legendary pussy difficulty you're not even qualified to write this review I'm sending your ed- editor-in-chief a personal message demanding you're fired <laughs> every citizen has the total objectivity in their personal opinions bonus to science <laughs> the review was poorly written and the stupid asshole kept making all these subjective claims about how he didn't enjoy the game oh my god i've lost all respect for the site there wasn't even a paragraph on the graphics engine how am I supposed to know how objectively good this game is if I don't know what the water effects are like? I just Not to mention the fact that there we wasn't even about. a discussion of whether the frame rate was silky smooth or not. The weaknesses. Yeah, the oh society's weaknesses are all like bullet points with quotes like Self-diagnosed that. Self-diagnosed Asperger's syndrome yeah, increase yeah. in YouTube tributes to Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm just going to read these bullets. Yeah, yeah, just Inability read the to interact with or understand females. <laughs> the negative trait population cannot grow through childbirth, only through military <laughs> conquest. <laughs> and the third one obsession with nostalgia leads to science halting all progress after the SNES wonder is built. Oh! <laughs> That's so good. That's so fucking good. That one's from Patrick. I want to see that one in a mod, too. Dude, that one is <laughs> the hardcore gamer that's civilization. The win. <laughs> uh. All right, there's one more. It's very short. Um, so this guy's very short. From Paul Rastafarians, led by oh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Haye Sayase, but that's how it would be in Spanish because there's double L's. Otherwise, it's like Haile Selase. Yeah. Bonuses: All cities receive extra happiness for every tile of grass within their borders. <laughs> also, a golden age starts every time a new source of incense is discovered. <laughs> I thought that was so good. All right, so for me, it's a toss-up. The winner is yeah. a toss-up uh, between Patrick, who was the hardcore gamer, the hardcore gamer, just because mm-hmm. that one was that was, that was brilliant. fucking funny, and uh, the other one for me is actually the. Uh, I'm feeling the Scientology one. <laughs> the Scientology. That's me. I'm uh, uh I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling the the first Canadian one that we read. That's a good one too. Yeah, I mean, just from like you know, a, a straight up, like I can actually see this in the game standpoint. But then I would have to agree that uh, uh, 
Patrick's hardcore gamer civilization is kind of fucking hilarious. Totally. So that's it's tough. It's it, it's like subjective because it's like which do you go for? What's something that could actually be in the game or something just because it's sure. so funny? Um, for me, one of my ones that I would actually like to see in the game, I'll go with the Martians. I think that would be fucking cool. And yeah. then. But but yeah, I'm leaning towards hardcore gamer as well. I mean, that's <laughs> such a great civilization. It'd just be all fat people. <laughs> all their worker models are extra portly. Yeah. All, all right. right, Arthur, what you got? Uh, I kind of like South Korea because <laughs> so I made good. fun of K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the making fun of K-pop. That's that goes pretty far along. Mm, I uh, Canada. The Canada. Yeah. So, how are we going to decide this? Well, two for well, Canada. Well, three of us have chose the hardcore gamer. That's so, like one that we really liked, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean you're wrong, but that's fine. Well, <laughs> well it's, it's not, it may, it may not be something that like directly applies to the game, but it was like, it was a really creative, really good entry. All right. Not that it wasn't funny, yeah, but it was just a bunch of cliches. And I felt like the Canada faction was a better leveraged cliche. <laughs> the Canada was one that actually could be in the game. Right, like it right. could actually exist. Yeah. This is should, true. should that be the criteria or should it just I, be I'm which not saying, I don't think so. I'm I think that's saying, a dangerous caveat to put. I'm not saying yeah. that needs to be your criteria. I'm saying that's one of the reasons why I like it. Yeah. I I Gay think making that decision. that the criteria would make any kind of entry that's creative and outside of the box unacceptable. I feel like yeah. the Canada entry was creative and a little outside of the box. The, well, I guess it the reason why I'm not it, thinking it, that one is outside it of the box. It played some cliches. It, it played would, off some cliches. Yeah, it was because, and also because I read so many Canada entries. Oh, really? Like, I read all of them. You know, I yeah, read every There were entry. a bunch of them. And there was well, a bunch. Canada was, was the number one. That was a good one. Entry. Yeah, they are one. pretty underrepresented. Yeah. They are. So why don't why don't Could we their just, uh, be Tim Hortons? So why don't I we, know, no no how about we do this? We should have a sieve off between Patrick and Canada guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! They each get one shot to write in with their other civilization. How idea. did this turn into Eight Mile for Civ factions? <laughs> <laughs> if we had two copies of Civ, we, we could give away two. That's but true. We, don't. we could, however, just gift someone the Steam code. That's that's true too. We could do that. Why don't we do that since they were both so good? All right, yeah. All right, you're so, both winners. So, so Ryan, Ryan won. is that's a winner. Right. See that? Like Canada. Ryan is a winner. You can, you Canada that. You Canada the shit, the out, shit of that. out of that. Yeah. Yeah. You just made everyone <laughs> friends. That's what it's yep. about. There we go. So Ryan and Patrick, congratulations. Yeah, we'll figure out who's getting the physical copy. Yeah. Both write, Both of you write in Although, with your mailing addresses. If you don't want the physical copy, that has a Steam code in it. Uh. Well, yeah. So just. You know, send us information. Yep. Uh, just a couple letters. This one I thought was funny. Arthur on the Yahoo front page. Arthur, you'll pro- you'll probably get tons of emails about this, but a bunch of quotes from your IGN review wound up on an article about the uh, about Medal of Honor that was featured on the front page of Yahoo oh, this morning. Fuck me. Just wanted to let you know, and hopefully it reminds you to ignore all the comment rat rants about the bitch about your reviews. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that is now good we advice. Why there's been so much more traffic? Yeah, really. God, that, really. that is really good. good advice. Ignore the commenters. Yeah, I don't know how I could not ignore the commenters. There are fucking fifteen hundred of them. Yep. Oh, well, I was gonna go to the Yahoo front page, but a goddamn Odyssey ad went across the entire front of the page. Hmm. I don't. Where is this? I don't see this. It was probably I don't know. It's probably well, gone it by now. Morning. Yeah, it's probably gone. It was just a it was a piece about uh 
Medal just, of Honor reviews. Yeah, just about how how it's been received generally. Um, oh wow! Well, several people have written in the last couple of days about Medal of Honor, so you know. So let's see. Um, Alejandro writes in, and he says, "Okay." I am a week behind and just heard that Tyler gets all the 2K sports games sent to you for reasons I don't understand. But if I'm interpreting this incorrectly, you know, you don't, you're not trying to take advantage of it. In this instance, I, I want to propose a contest, uh, a very specific contest whose end result is my being proclaimed the winner of your presumed copy of NBA 2K11. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps the contest... Oh, you know what? What's I'm sorry. That? No, no. Go ahead. But I'll... T- you go, okay. He said, Perhaps the contest could be for the most syllables in a name starting with A... Or maybe the first person you ask this over email. A combination of both. You have the power to make me victorious and also grant my wish of being able to play as my beloved Knicks. Um, and also I'll cover shipping. So he, he just wants us to be, I don't know. That's not a bad idea for some of those. If no, you guys want to start winning Dora the Explorer games, we will hook you up. For <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, like I got a UPS note on my door that 2K Sports sent me a package, but... Uh, it never came back to me, and I th- that was probably NBA. Have you ever thought NBA. of trying mm-hmm. it? Of trying NBA 2K11? Dude, I, I did try one of the NBA 2Ks. Uh, when the, the first one they sent to me, it might have been like 2K09 or something. And uh, I, I could not find a control controller layout in the game. I could not find hmm. how... There was, like... I just expected it to teach me how to play. It doesn't. And it does not mm-hmm. at all. Isn't it, Isn't and this so latest like, one supposed to be really good, though? NBA 2K11. I've heard Maybe. it's actually really good. I don't know. The, the one I played, to someone who hasn't played a basketball game since Double Dribble, was <laughs> inapproachable. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, definitely after a while, these games really seem like they're made for people that do buy these games every year. Mm -hmm. The people that buy the same game every year is probably made just for them. I I wonder if there's, like, a level where... Because, you know, when they try to expand the audience, like with the the Madden games, you know, they they put in uh, a lot of automated stuff so that you can almost just watch it happen. You just have to do some basic stuff, and that really pissed off a lot of the hardcore players that buy it every year. And uh, so, I mean, it's like kind of a risk for people to step out of the box when totally. it comes to sports games. Yeah. Arthur, are with you, Arthur, what are you doing over there? You got angry face on. That's not angry face. It's concentration face. <laughs> what are you doing? As opposed to murder face. What are you, what are you concentrating nothing, on, nothing Arthur? Nothing talking. Okay. Is it important? No. Do you feel like sharing with the rest of the class, Arthur? No, I don't. I don't like any of you talking. <laughs> um, okay. This letter's from... Well, he doesn't give a name. His name on his email is Dead Reckon. So, All right. I'm 27. He said, really, I'm not trolling. I want your advice. I'm 27, and I live with my parents and look after my sister's kids since she has been deemed too drugged out to do so. Wow. I want to go back to school and have no transportation, and the nearest bus stops are 15 miles away and up and out of the valley. So if I'm going to go to college, I will have to live on campus. Do I leave my parents without me to help and go back to school, or do I wait until these kids are a bit older? Your saddest fan (laughs) in the universe. What about online classes? You can get perfectly viable online degrees these days. Especially for... Well, especially if he wants to do some of his undergrad studies. Yeah, that's just, what I mean, undergrad studies. Yeah, if just he's be very, real careful yeah. about that. Just stay away from, like, the University of Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah. any online school you, you look at, just do me a favor and put 
that university's name in quotation marks in Google mm-hmm. and then type the word scam or fraud and hit enter. Or yeah, Goldman the, Sachs, uh, yeah. which owns most of those. And yeah, like, basically, they're the dickheads who fucked the country over. Yeah, well, <laughs> and basically, like, for-profit schools like the University of Phoenix and stuff like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Most universities are for-profit, but... Like uh, the ones that are private corporations like that have a lot of issues that you need to watch out for. But there's a lot of perfectly viable universities out there that have online degree programs. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I know a lot of the UC schools. I, I don't know where this guy is located, but, um, you know, what's a what's a big university in your state? You know, like look up that big university and they might have an online program that you can take part in. And, you know, then you're sort of limited by what online degrees they actually offer. So if you're looking for something very specific, that may limit your options. But it's totally worth looking into. If anything, you could buy time until the kids, like you said, are older. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, just take a few online classes, get some credits, maybe get like your your GED, your, your general education classes out of the way. You know, so that when you actually can move to be on campus in university, you're not dealing with all the bullshit classes. You're just dealing with the ones you want to take or the ones you need to take toward your major. Just like, and I, I think a lot of people really, really overlook the community college option, and they shouldn't. Totally. Because the United States, believe it or not, has one of the best community college systems. It's just, it's kind of amazing. And like, there's a lot of community colleges out there, which are excellent schools, often better than expensive universities. And you should just like, if you, if community college is an option to you, Mm -hmm. you should look into that. The only thing I would say is that you're only going to get as much out of a community college as you put into it. Totally. Oh yeah, Um, definitely. You need to take it seriously and you need to actually do it. Cause I mean, if you fuck off at a community college, they're not going to sit there and babysit you and guide you through your growing years because there's right. just way too many people in that classroom that have lived in the real world and know that it's fucking hard and that living on minimum wage is impossible. Yeah, but this guy's 27, you know. And he's, he, he sounds be, like he understands that he needs to do something. Yeah, yeah. He's motivated. Yeah, exactly. So, um, anyway, I don't know if that plan. helps. We got a good plan for him. Well, it's, it's, it's almost 10 o'clock here, which means that I turn into a pumpkin. So I think we'll do he a does. shorter letter segment. I thought it was meant you shit your pants. This week because we did the Civ 5 stuff. Um, you you do turn into a pumpkin. I've seen it. It's kind of nasty. Uh, so, you know, we're on Twitter. <laughs> Arthur's on Twitter. You can find him at A-G-I-E-S. And you can tell him how much you fucking hate his Medal of Honor review. But follow me so I can break 6,000. And uh, and you, you can, can join find the Matt, likes of David Hasselhoff. And you can find uh, Matt on Twitter at Talking Orange. Yep. David Hasselhoff, man, that guy's following everyone. I don't know what what his reasoning is. Yeah, but I I just I'm of the sneaking suspicion that he's like one of our friends who's like following. everybody. I am pretty sure knows. it is not. I am pretty sure it is David Hasselhoff. <laughs> he's a verified account. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Also, he is running an awesome contest. What's his contest? If you retweet his hashtag, he's going to pick a random winner and dresses them for Halloween. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. Um, Which is a f- well played, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> you can find Tyler on Twitter at Dirty T. Yeah. Like the and, drink. Uh, drink. And if you want to do us a little favor, uh, try to tell a friend about the podcast. We're trying to we're trying to push our numbers here. We're 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 doing we're doing a numbers drive. This isn't a used car lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, me and Tyler are going to be doing headstands until we reach 100,000. <laughs> You've got balloon animals and clowns. Uh, one other thing is that I will be participating in Extra Life for IGN.com this weekend. Nice. Because I hate myself. 
No. <laughs> Arthur's going to have because his own personal you love website. because you love strangers. Yes. Uh, I think you can go to tinyurl.com slash extra life, and that's IGN's uh, tiny URL for it, which is funny that we actually managed to secure that. So Arthur yes, reached his goal, but there call. are other IGN editors who I don't think have, and you should help them out. Right. Definitely. That is a... Uh, that is correct. Um, it would be great if you could sponsor some of the other IGN editors. I I raised fifteen hundred dollars. Nice. Um, and now Arthur, you have to game all weekend. You should have a, a from web- eight a.m. Saturday to eight a.m. Sunday. You should have your own Fuck UStream me. on your desk the whole time. I think I might point it at your face the whole time. <laughs> it's just going to be me with my mouth hanging open, possibly. And then people Fall will take Vegas. screenshots from it and Photoshop a big Activision penis going into your mouth. I would say <laughs> I would say get online and play Bad Company Two with me, but. I mean, I'll probably be doing that throughout the day, actually. So, Matt and Tyler, if you'd like to, oh hell join yeah, me. I'm gonna be gone this weekend, well, like I am every you, weekend. I'll no like, sure. Uh, but if Tyler would like to play Bad Company too with me at some point this weekend, yeah, I wish I could take it with me. Whatever. Um, blah blah blah. So yeah, no, check out the I extra life thing. The oh. IGN will be doing video stuff as well, which I'm sure Arthur will end up on at, at several points. Three in the morning <laughs> is my slot. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to see Zombie Arthur. It's like Call of Duty World at War up in that bitch. Um, Arthur Zombie. You can send us letters. How is that different from normal Arthur? More monotone. <laughs> it's so monotone. You don't it think it's other, possible? So monotone it makes other people more monotone. You can send us letters to letters at eat sleep game It actually reverses auto-tune. <laughs> <laughs> you ever wanted to hear what... Uh, but what's his name? Who's the dude that always auto-tunes his shit? T-Pain. T-Pain. Yeah, if you wanted to hear what T-Pain sounds like without auto-tune, just play my voice slowly next to it. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I don't know. You have anywhere to go from that. No, is there anything to add? No. Let's end this bitch. America. The greatest country ever. <laughs> I like Canada.